0: So well, 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 well.
1: Progressive Rugby League
0: Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Progressive Rugby League podcast. This is the slug. I'm sitting here in the PRL studios, but I don't have Big Al or Jono with me. They are off uh, traveling the globe, uh, spreading the word of Progressive Rugby League um, to, you know, different parts of this crazy world that we live in. We'll hear some reflections from them a little later that they've sent through, uh, because obviously... Challenge Cup, we can't leave that untouched, so they're going to come in a bit later with some of their reflections of the week that's been, but uh, just joining me here in the PRL studios is Dave, and now Dave's an avid rugby league follower, Um, he's thrown a few uh, little Tidbits my way in terms of scoops, pieces of little news. Um,
1: Dave, welcome to the PRL Studios. Thanks, Slug. Great to be here.
0: Now, I'm going to start throwing a couple of questions at you that I usually throw at the other guys. Now, round reflections just on the NRL. What's, what is
1: what's going on? How are you meant to tip this competition? Who's going to win? None of the, no, no one looks solid at the top. No, no, tipping's hard enough But tipping for an overall winner for the comp Is ridiculously hard at the moment So Storm They're, they're
0: at the top, they just scrape through With their game Correct Yes.
1: The Titans nearly beat them Yes,
0: Titans nearly beat them Roosters got done
1: Well that was great yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, could it If it was anyone but the Broncos It'd be great um, South don't look great Dragons don't look great
1: Panthers don't look great. What is, who, who's going to win this thing? Well, the only team I see doing well at the moment in form is the Sharks. Yes. Slug, you must be happy with that. Oh, half of me is happy. Yeah, that's right. My sharky side. Well, well, at least Valentine Valentine Holmes is doing well anyway. Yeah, exactly. And even though I do have a
0: fond spot for the Sharks, it's... Uh, as one of the least progressive teams in the comp, I don't know it, how, how happy I'd be to see them go through and, and win it completely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel for you tipsters. It's, it's a crazy, crazy time to try and tip a rugby league competition when you have the likes of the Bulldogs doing what they've been doing. But um, when I asked you if you would kindly come on here and share some thoughts with us, you, you said you had a few things to talk about. So, uh, what's caught your eye in the NRL round this week?
1: Well, a few things, but I'm just wondering: where, where are the boys? Are they are they in Perpignan? Uh,
0: well, no, they they they... <laughs> they actually didn't divulge their itinerary with me. Um, they just said they were going off to uh, spread the word. Ah, excellent work. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. That could be a, a dodgy Contiki tour that they're just not too uh, proud to admit to. Or they could legitimately be, uh, you know, missionary style, um, <laughs> slapping the, what would, the progressive rugby league bible if, there, if we, such a thing existed.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, a few things caught my eye this week. What did, did you get a chance to see that wonderful um, tackle by Dylan Napa during the weekend? I saw uh, a missile shaped
0: like a human hitting McCulloch in the head that um, I, I don't understand who
1: fired that, but uh, that certainly wasn't a tackle in my eyes. The, the part about that tackle, apart from it you know, being violent, <laughs> <laughs> that, that got me thinking was that flicking back between the, the Fox and Channel 9 commentary, there were some very varying opinions on it. Oh, really? oh, like different takes,
0: different takes from different outlets. You
1: mean? hundred percent. The um, the the guys on, on Fox, led by um, Michael Ennis, they were thinking that um, it was a very bad look for the game, very dangerous, right. and um, they were they were in the unanimous opinion that uh, he's going to be looking at some time in the sidelines. But flicking over to nine, <laughs> your old mate Gus. And Joey were saying that simply an accident, it's part of the game, bad luck, get up, play on. Not that McCulloch could get up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I don't know that it is part of the game to lead with your head and just try and nut someone to death.
1: <laughs> you leading with that. the head, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Gus's uh, comeback to, he was leading with his head, was how else are you supposed to make a tackle?
0: Well, with shoulders and arms, as per the coaching manual, I yeah, would not say. So. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's yep. amazing that everyone else in the NRL manages to tackle without their noggin. Except for Nate Miles. Well, yes. Yeah, well, he's no longer in. The NRL. And he is to be held up as a standard. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's the second time this year Nupper's been uh, pinned for that, too. Poor old Corbin Sims cocked one halfway through the year somewhere, didn't he?
1: Well, there you go. Broncos again. Maybe, yeah. maybe Napa just doesn't like Broncos.
0: <laughs> Someone's just told him, um, head into this game uh, at f- full yeah, force. Even. Yeah,
1: that's it. Uh, anyway, moving on to... Some highlights out of that wonderful performance by the Dragons yesterday. God, Almighty! Poor Dragons fans. Yeah. Mid-season, they were buying grand final tickets. Well, I, I, unless they
0: you know, remembered recent history and thought, hang on. We might just have to wait a little bit longer, just to be sure.
1: Yeah, because they do have a, a sprint coach for a marathon, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, um, the low light of the game was the a horrible injury to um, Nightingale. Yeah. You see, as he was coming off the field with his injury, that James Graham wasn't very happy with the cameras coming over to, f- to no, film it. No. Oh, he, oh, he was an angry Graham. Oh, right. Angry red nut.
0: Right, so, so what did he do? I didn't see any of this. Oh,
1: well, he ushered the cameras away in a very crooked finger way. Oh, right. Like, like, like someone coming out of court, you mean? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the, what I'm worried about is that might have been Nightingale's last game if he was injured badly. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Well, who's going to be our leading awkward try scorer <laughs> with, without Nightingale there?
0: Uh, I don't know. Blake Ferguson. He, he'll find a way to do something silly over the line.
1: Yeah, well,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> all right. Oh, poor old Nightingale. That's the end of him, eh? Let's hope not. Let's hope for a miraculous recovery and a and a charge deep in the finals for the Dragons. Alright. What about um, our Sharks friends on their podcast, Dugan and Fafita? They had a little bit to say during the week. Yeah,
0: why? Why aren't they on this podcast? First of all, um, actually, we know why. Uh, and secondly, what, what, what are you doing? Do, do, do they understand that podcasts are broadcast like on the internet to people?
1: <laughs> they, they recorded it in a room with not thinking that yeah, gonna anyone else is going to listen to it. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it so was what they call, they call buzz or dickhead. No, it. no, it was, a, it was an F, oh, F, F wit. An F wit. Oh, wow. Um, in, a, in a conversation that was r- rife. Rife with expletives. Oh, really? What, what's this podcast? Mm, Fwit's podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's an Fwit this
0: week? Dot yeah. com. Yeah, that is, that's weird. Like, well, it must be obviously a, a legitimate enough podcast to be getting NRL players willingly coming on it.
1: But really, are they wrong?
0: Oh, look, uh, I don't, I don't. I don't know whether it's their purview to be right or wrong. They're, they're, they've got to be uh, sensible, I think, if you're paid that amount of money. I'm, I'm sure the NRL isn't trying to start uh, uh, more of a fight with news than they already have.
1: <laughs> but, but news has been asking for years for players to be more open and be less robotic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that is true. Be careful what you wish for. And, and yeah, look... Sorry, Buzz, but I think he's just saying what everyone's thinking, isn't he?
1: <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Now, the boys, I'm sure, will be filling, filling us in on the, um, the magnificent scenes with the cup final. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they will be.
1: Kenny Edwards is the man of the moment, though, I'm sure, in that final. Many players play great roles, but that cramp towards the end was probably the highlight. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, I retweeted that today, just so everyone can have a look. Um, would you say most melodramatic leg cramp you've seen?
1: Yeah, probably. Kenny is the king, but um, at least when the trainer came on to look at his leg, this time they tended to the correct leg.
0: Yeah, that's right. That, that's it. You don't want to be the trainer who grabs the wrong leg.
1: That's like, uh, you know, not selling a punch in the WWE. One last question I'd like to ask you about Dragons again. Mm. With, with footage of upset fans burning jerseys. Yeah. Do you think the unhappiness and the, and the vitriol from the fans is warranted? Well,
0: how many years can you watch your side get into grand final, well, like finals contention, and then just melt away, like so much uh, I don't know, soap in a bathtub? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> like a soap bomb. You know those things, the bath bombs you chuck in there, just just dissolve away at finals time. Like, how many years could you, as a fan, handle watching that? Before you, you know, got got your big lighter out and started going a bit mental.
1: Sad thing is, I think a lot of fans of the Red V thought that this was the year to buck the trend. They would learn from last year, and unfortunately, no. So what is what is this like? Is this how how do
0: we know people are burning jerseys? Was this online a video online or something?
1: Yeah, it's been shared online. Uh, there's a couple of videos of that, and also the. Um, the booing that they got off the stadium yeah, yesterday.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's something that is usually reserved for manly players by their own <laughs> fans, unfortunately. But so, so, all right. So, what, what uh, were people sharing videos of themselves in their houses burning jerseys, or was this like a mob situation?
1: No, 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 individuals burning oh, their jerseys. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, look, I really don't know what to say about for dragons fans my heart as as a progressive empathetic person my my empathetic empathetic person my my heart really bleeds for those dragons fans but um look i think dragons fans i'll say this to you you're certainly not alone this year pretty much everyone in the top eights looks like fading right at the end this year so you know you're in company let's say that
1: well, that's just it. The, the Doggies fans and Raiders fans are thinking if only. Yeah. What about all those articles in the middle of the year just
0: saying the Bulldogs are going to be rubbish for the next five years? Like, here they are, you know, bashing up top eight teams.
1: Well, maybe they did a reverse five-year plan. <laughs> well,
0: that's probably enough from us. They're, they're our reflections. And by our reflections, I mean Dave's reflections because I really, I, the slug has been busy with kind of sluggy matters and hasn't seen a lot of rugby league this weekend. But, you know, you know that old say, podcast saying, if you can't have a rugby league round reflection, get someone in who can. You know that old saying, don't you? Thanks very much, Dave. We're going to throw to Big Al now for his round reflections. But
1: uh, any final thoughts there, Dave? Just maybe a philosophy for your life. Yeah. Be like Terry Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Daily Terry Ter- Evans, say? Daily Terry Evans after the game where they lost by two points. He said, I knew I wasn't going to get that goal, but I thought I'd give it a go anyway.
0: Well, that's very noble of him. Thank you very much. Thanks for attempting that goal. Um, And now we hand you over to Big
2: Al. Thank you, Slug. It is an honour and a privilege to hear your sweet voice, as always. So, folks, yep, Big Al is out of the PRL studios, and I'm traipsing the globe hunting down sweet, delicious morsels of rugby league to keep me satisfied, to placate the beast that Rage was within. But every now and then, you've got to stop and reflect. So, here are my reflections for the past round. First of all, well done to PRL favourites, Catalans, who, as we all know by now, have taken out the Challenge Cup with a close victory over Warrington. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail, as I know Jono has some great insights into this game, but at the very least... Big Al wants to take a moment and bathe in the reflected glory of the Challenge Cup leaving the British Isles for the first time ever. Who knows? The next one might go all the way to Canada. Could even go to New York. Maybe Andrew Forrest will get excited and convert the Western Force into a league team and enter them into next year's tournament. The possibilities are endless. Uh, In other news, the international glory does not sit exclusively in Europe. No, 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 my friends, because big things are also happening in the Americas with the Jacksonville Axemen taking out the USA Rugby League Grand Final with a big win over the Brooklyn Kings. Jacksonville, the PRL, congratulate you. Well done on a fantastic year. And to Brooklyn, we congratulate you as well. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep fighting that rugby league uh, passion. Keep it up in America, and we'll see you next year. Now, fellas. I'd like to bring things a little closer to home. Get a little local. We all know Big Al has a thing for or with the West Tigers. So after the last round, okay, the Tigers' fate is sealed. I'll accept that. There will be no finals berth. It's not gonna happen. It's now an impossibility. There's no mathematical chances. It's out, they cannot make it. What I will say is this. Looking at how we ended last year compared to how we ended this year, I'll say yes, there has been improvement. You know what? Significant improvement. You know what? I'm going to say enormous improvement. And I'm happy. Yeah, I accept. I'm happy. It also looks like the Tigers will finish the season in uh, probably ninth, maybe tenth, but probably ninth. And you know who predicted this many moons ago? None other than the J Man, Jono himself the ever-logical and sensible alternative to my flights of fantasy. When I was claiming top six, Jono was talking top of the bottom eight, so ninth or tenth, that's exactly what he said. He said, Big Al, you're looking at ninth or tenth. And hey, proof is in the pudding. Who was right? Jono, as always. I thank you. But, look, just to stray from that thought for just a moment, I predict huge things for the Tigers next year. Why? Well, this year ends so close to 2009, it's not funny. For those that don't remember, in 2009, the Tigers had a run at the finals, only to be caught short by a rampaging Parramatta, about two weeks out from the end of the season. All in all, the Tigers finished strongly, but about two, I think about two points out of the top eight, Um, and you know, another, another valiantly fought year that really didn't come to much in the end. But you know what happened the next year? Top four, baby. That's right. I'm calling it. It's on. Big Al's Lock of 2019. Tigers in the top four. Take it to the bank. So to end this week's reflection, I'd like to take it back to Catalans and their historic victory in the Challenge Cup and mention this final thought. If you follow the Catalans' Twitter feed, you realise that when Josh, when Josh Drinkwater kicks a goal after a try has been scored, he does not convert. No, he transform French rugby league. It's pure and it's poetry. Big Al out.
3: Thanks, Big Al, and thank you for your continuing service to International Rugby League. I've got a few little reflections from the weekend. First, a little politics. We've got a new PM here in Australia, Scott Morrison, SCOMO. Now, you've probably heard he's the number one supporter of the Sharks. Now, what does this mean? Well, it effectively means that Paul Gallon is one step closer to the levers of power. I'll just let that linger for a little while, shall I? Now, when you think about it, there's little Paul Gallon in Scott Morrison's political stylings. I mean, you wouldn't say subtlety is a particular strength of his. And if ScoMo was down in the polls by four points with three weeks remaining in an election campaign, I reckon he'd be taking the political equivalent of three head-ups in a set of six when clearly a bit of razzle-dazzle will be required. Next reflection, the Australia v Tonga Test. Now, after a bit of to and froing, it looks like the game will indeed go ahead, which is great, but only after the Kangaroos agreed to take a fairly massive pay cut to make the game financially feasible, which is, it's all good, but it's another example of the players leading the way in putting International Rugby League back on the map. We saw it in the last World Cup, and we're seeing it again now. This is a player-led movement, a worker-led movement if you will. And the authorities, in particular the most influential of authorities, the NRL, are getting on board because the workers are leading the way. And I just hope history records this accurately. The third and final reflection, who else but Le Catalan! Woo! What a brilliant result for Rugby League, for International Rugby League, and for French Rugby League. A tense, hard-fought final and the worthiest of winners. A couple of, a couple of thoughts from the game for me. Firstly, it was great to see French players playing a big role in the win. You had Tony Gujo, the Lance Todd Trophy winner, the first Frenchman to win the trophy. He had Remy Kesti, uh, the captain. He had nine French players in total in that uh, Catalan Dragons squad. So it's a great result considering how poor the French were in last year's World Cup. I mean, they they finished bottom of their group, uh, lost to Lebanon, I believe. So it's a great result. Secondly, there was a lot of focus on the crowd. Now, 51,000 in the end, which doesn't sound great on the surface, was pretty good when you think about it. Especially when you consider the crowd for last year's final between two of the bigger English clubs, Hull and Wigan, was 69,000. So have a think about that. Out of those two crowds, I'd say last year's crowd was more disappointing, especially when you consider the cost and logistics of getting to Wembley from Perpignan at only three weeks' notice. My last thought on the game is a list. looking at the list of try scorers from that final. Have a think about this. You had an Irishman, a Scotsman, a Fijian, a Tongan and a Frenchman, all scoring tries at Wembley in the Challenge Cup final. Now, if that's not a wonderful result for International Rugby League, then I don't know what is. Because there's no Australian, no Englishman, and no New Zealander on that tri-scoring sheet. So it just goes to show the the potential that we have for International Rugby League. So they're my reflections, and, and that's PRL Snack Pack. Now, you might know that we have a, an accompanying podcast this week, a really special edition called. Rugby League Book Club, and we're looking at The Forbidden Game by Mike Ryland. So that's really timely, considering the wonderful news from the weekend about Catalan Dragons. Now, that book looks at the rise of rugby league in France in the 30s, the banning of the game by the Vichy government, and the subsequent demise of French Rugby League in the following decades. So it's a good listen. We recommend you download it and have a listen, and please get back to us with your thoughts. That's it for PRL Snack Pack. We'll be back next week with a regular edition of Progressive Rugby League with Slug, Big Al, and Jono. So until then, ciao! (laughs)